you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. My name is Randy Rubenstein and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 121. Hi guys. On today's episode, I shared a clip from my mastermind group where I made them a Facebook Live. And you know, I think it was first thing in the morning. So I think I'm like drinking coffee. You can hear a few sounds in the background. My voice sounds a little morning voice-ish. Um, I'm not super, like there might be a few more ums in your nose because I just was speaking off the cuff. But basically I'd seen that there was a conversation going on where it was between a lot of the parents of teenagers in my group. And they were all comparing notes about what kind of, spyware or, you know, parameters they had on their kids with all the technology, you know, what are you using to monitor them? And, oh, they got around this and they got around that. And it was like, it was sort of like the parenting Gestapo, which I'm all about having, you know, having tools in place. We use Disney Circle in our family, but we always start with these things and then we eventually phase them out. Like when my daughter got her driver's license, we had this thing that for some reason it's she's not using it anymore but she's also been driving for almost three years um, but we had for the first good two years on her car this thing that was we would get a text every time she took off in her car and um, it literally disabled her text and it would give us a, like a report like a driving report of what she like what her mileage was and what you know if she got a she got a C minus it was because she accelerated from this to this or whatever and so we would get these reports on exactly how she was driving and um and it disabled her being able to use her uh her cell phone or her or be able to text and drive and so uh, she was telling us just the other day, she, I was like, yeah, what happened to that thing? She's like, I think I, I don't know, it stopped working because I think I disabled it because it was messing up, messing with me being able to play my music from my phone. Um, but it was just recently and we were talking about, I said, do you think it was a good thing to have? Uh, like, should we use it for Corey or should we look for a different, you know, a different program? She's like, I think it was a great one because honestly, she said, I would never even consider texting and driving. Like it programmed me from the get-go 
she's like, and then, you know, I just was, she goes, I think I figured out how to disable it this year because I needed to be able to play my music. And I knew that the point, because y'all talked to me about it so much. I knew the point of it was for me not to text and drive. And it's like, no, I would never, I would never consider doing it. So y'all should for sure use it when Corey starts driving. Now, so I see, so we use Disney Circle, but ultimately the goal is, yeah, we put this in place because we want you to be aware and not allow the minutes to become hours to become days on the video games. But the real goal is for you to monitor yourself. So so all these parents that were putting these things in place, a lot of them were putting things in place because their kids were really savvy and they'd gotten around it. And I was like, whoa, 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 you guys. The point of all of these systems and protocols are to help your kids become conditioned to um, to parameters around around these different things and to learn the rules. But we have to have a why underneath the rules. Like we have the real the real goal is to be a family that has productive conversations that can talk about anything and everything. And so, yeah, we're going to put these systems in place, but really it's just to condition you to make this the norm for you. It's like my daughter with her, with that driving program. I want it, you know, once it was the norm, she knew she was like, yeah, it was a pain in the butt and it was messing with my music. But I, I knew the point of it because we had talked about it so often. And she's like, number one, I'm a great driver. I'm the best driver out of all my friends. I'm a great driver. And it would never occur to me to text and drive. So she was like, so I knew I was done with it. So that's the goal, right? Like, like Disney Circle. Yeah, we want to have we don't want you to be on video games for hours and hours, but really at the end of the day, we want you just to realize that we don't want you sitting and rotting your brain for hours and hours and hours. So if you can set a timer on your phone, keep track of how much time you're doing it. It's sort of like, um, like, have you ever got, like, I know I can, I can fall into, if I'm watching a show or reading a book, a fiction book, um, or, you know, I can, I can fall into the binge. Like I've got a brain that is easy to go to the place of impulsivity. And, um, and I, I, I cross over from something being a treat to something being a numbing, a mind numbing binge. So like, for instance, reading a, a, you know, a really good novel, a really good fiction novel, reading a chapter a day or at night or whatever, it feels in or even really in the middle of the day, like that feels indulgent and amazing and like a wonderful little delicious treat. But for me, I can get so wrapped up that I ignore my, I, I say I become a crack whore. Like I, I ignore everyone and that chapter turns into six chapters and I just can't put it down. I literally don't read fiction unless I'm on vacation because I become a crack whore. And, um, and so I'll I'll never forget. I was reading the twilight series. I shouldn't admit that when my kids were really little, when I think it had first come out, it was before any of the movies or whatever. And I remember my husband coming home and usually in the afternoon, like, from four until 
six, I'd be outside with the kids just because those were the witching hours. And if I was inside, it was always like moments until tears until Alec was going to kill Avery or whatever. So I would take him outside and we would be outside and um, he comes in and I'm laying on the couch and he's like, what's, what's going on? And I was like, nothing. I'm like annoyed with him. Nothing. He's like, where's the kids? I'm like watching TV. He's like, what, what's happening? Are we having dinner? I was like, I, I don't know. Just, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just reading my book. Like I could not put it down. So anyway, my treat can quickly become a mind numbing binge fest. Like I'm guilty of it. So a kid who's like, who's a teenager, their brain is at the most impulsive time of their lives. They can't be trusted. You got to put parameters around it. So, um, so that really is the goal is to teach our kids like there's nothing wrong with you. We're just going to put Disney circle on just so that you can become conditioned. Just like with my daughter, we're going to put this monitoring device on your car so you can become conditioned that it's not even an option to text and drive that you are really, you know, when you get home and you've accelerated too quickly or whatever, and you get a driving score of C minus and you get home, we're going to be like, Ooh, driving score of C minus, you know, like we're going to have a conversation with you about it. And, um, and so you're going to become conditioned to have parameters around that. Like that's really the goal. And so it's not to constantly look at, be looking for the next latest and greatest thing. It's, Let's look for, um, let's put these systems in place. But ultimately, our goal is to have a productive conversation and not necessarily to need these things anymore. So my conversation with the parents turned into, I was, I was really wanting to accomplish that, but somehow it turned into me saying it's sort of like sex and porn, talking about sex and porn with your teenagers, especially your teenage boys. And when you first start talking about it with them and it's like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we've put all these parameters in place in terms of you not being able to visit these certain websites or for you to be safe from these certain websites, but you're going to get to a place where you're going to have to monitor that your stuff yourself. And so I really basically want you to be conditioned to not, you know, to not go there, to not allow those um, the, the different porn sites to come and lure you in because we have conditioned you to be on the lookout for it. So we are going to have certain blocks and things on, and I need to arm you with the information. So if this stuff were to come your way, you know, not to take the bait. Like it's a, it's, it's a conversation that I think most families are not having especially moms with their teenage boys, which you may be like, it shouldn't just fall on the dad. And um, whoever has this conversation I, or both of you guys, I mean, I think the goal is, is like, we're a family that can have difficult conversations. We can talk about hard things. Like this world is a complicated place. And Unfortunately, I mean, like somebody was telling me recently, no matter what you Google, by the second page, you're always going to be getting images of porn. Like it's everywhere. And to think that your kids are have a smartphone or going to have a smartphone and that they're not going to be facing this, it's literally ignorant. 
So don't you want to be the parent on top of these conversations who isn't scared to have any conversation out there? And the goal really is to be talking about these things in a way where we don't have to be scared of it. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, we can even address that it's uncomfortable. And we can talk about anything. I mean, once you've talked about sex and porn, you can easily talk about speeding and texting and driving and playing too many hours on Fortnite and protecting your brain and all those things. Like it's so it's like it's the same theme with all of it. We want to equip our kids to be able to protect themselves and their brains. And we cannot be scared to talk about these topics. So that's what I got for you on the podcast this week. Enjoy. Where my son Corey was, I want to say 11. And um, I started talking to him about, you know, we had been poking around and, and asking him if he had ever seen any, you know, images online that seemed kind of scary. Like that was the language I used. And, um, and we just, and I, and I taught him about porn and, um, which some people might be like, oh, if you think that at 11, the average boy knows, learns, watch, sees his first porn in fourth grade, blah, blah, blah. Like I will say, I was a lunatic about, because I had early childhood sexual trauma. Um, I, that's one of the areas that I have been super, super protective of my kids um, was about what they saw on screens and online. So they were always supervised. Um, they watched TV, plenty of TV, let me tell you, Disney shows and what, what have you, but sitting and, and, and surfing the net and all of that, absolutely not. They don't, they didn't get phones till sixth grade. Um, just, just really, really hypervigilant, um, about it because I knew what it was like to have my innocence taken away at a young age. And so that was sort of just my, my thing with them was that I wanted to keep their brains innocent until I, until it was time not to. And so, um, he was really just so sweet and innocent. Um, and I started to realize like he's in middle school. Um, I think it was, I want to say it was maybe towards the end of sixth grade that we had this conversation. Um, I think I was thinking Barbitza's coming next year. There's, there could be stuff that he sees at bar mitzvah parties. Like he's going to start, you know, he was still up to that point. Like every Saturday night was hanging out with me and Scott. And, um, and so I knew that that was coming to an end. And I think I just wanted to have a conversation. So I talked to him about, um, you know, just kind of questioning. I'll never forget when we were on a walk and it was the whole peripheral vision, which is really great for productive conversations, especially with boys and teenagers, um, just where you're in the car and you're kind of, it's just the peripheral vision or you're on a walk and it's the peripheral vision. There's something about that that is more conducive to a productive conversation because it doesn't, like when you're facing someone and you're eye to eye, it's things can get uncomfortable and you're like, where do I look? What do I do? And it can, um, on a primal level, seem almost predatory. Um, when somebody's, when you're uncomfortable in your body, it's an uncomfortable um, or unfamiliar topic, um, your brain can automatically start to go into a place of 
of like a triggered response state, a fight or flight type state, like you're starting to go there. And then when somebody's um, looking at you head on, um, that can, can make you feel even, you know, kind of more uncomfortable and go more into your emotional brain. And so um, we want them to be in their thinking brain when we're having big conversations about things, because we want them to be able to take it all in and retain it. And they're not able to, unless they're sort of in that calm, relaxed state and in their thinking brain. So I think walking and talking or side by side in the car can be really great for productive conversations. And so, um, so I, I, I started having the conversation with Corey and of course, like anything with me, it wasn't majorly planned out, but I was really just kind of poking around to see like, had, I must've heard an, I think I heard a really scary interview from some lady basically making it sound like, um, you know, all boys had seen it and, um, they were going to become porn addicts <laughs> and, um, what was her name? Gail something. Um, look. She was a wealth of knowledge and super scary statistics, but I, I, I just sort of started to freak out. But I also realized like, okay, I've protected my kids and now I have to have some hard conversations. So we started having a conversation about porn and um, then I started it with, have you ever seen anything scary online? And, and, and then it progressed. And, and, so, um, and so what this lady is saying is you know she's like we start this this is like a scaffolding uh it's not one conversation it's like a a a scaffolding of having lots of conversations over the years um about these topics and um and just you know really putting yourself in a position of being the kind of family that you can talk about anything and everything she doesn't say it like that those are my words obviously but um but I'll tell you, you know, when you are, when you are doing it the mastermind way, um, like Lindsay's son, who is 11, going to be 12 this summer, um, he's started to ask her all kinds of questions about sex. And, um, and so, and so, you know, Lindsay will share, just give me little updates. Like, you know, she'll send me a box, like amazing. He just asked me, blah, 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 blah. And Lindsay's husband, who really hasn't been on the mastermind journey, he just has, um, he's just mostly just kind of followed her lead on all this. Um, and he, he said, you know, I cannot imagine talking about these things with my mom as a like blossoming teenage boy. Like, you know, he just sort of recognizes it and she doesn't say it's anything mastermind. She's just like, I know it's amazing. Um, but that's kind of the goal. Like I love when she shares those stories with me, cause that's sort of the goal. Like, like we want them to know that they can ask us anything and we can talk about anything. Now, listen, if you guys, I can only imagine are like, but I haven't done it that way over the years. We haven't had a lot of those little conversations. We haven't, you know, I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't scaffold it. And, um, and now we're here and I don't know what my kid has seen and what they haven't seen. And so, um, so don't get mired down in that, you guys, because that, let me just say something. If you're there going, oh no, I'm too late and I didn't and I should have and I blah, blah, blah that's actually a selfish response. That's you going to 
Um, I might as well not even try. I've already failed. I'm not a good parent. I didn't come to this information um, early enough. Um, and you make it all about you. And, 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 and it's just not helpful or useful. And that's not even true. Like you, you came to the information at the right time because because you came to the because the only thing we have control over is the present moment. We can't change the past and we can't control the future. It is what it is. The moment is what it is. And you can argue with it and coulda, shoulda, woulda all day long. And it's going to do you no good. You come to information when you come to information. So if you're here now, you're here now for a reason. And if you haven't had these ongoing conversations and now you're just sort of feeling behind the eight ball, it's not too late to start having these conversations. Um, and before you do so, I think it's important to, to, to surround yourself with the right information and the right resources. So I know we can all go into that controlling place, which is um, how do I turn their stuff off? And how do I do this? And how do I do that? What, and what tool do I use? And, and tell me all the tools. And, and those tools are important. And I think we should have a focus on those tools. And I think if we focus only on the tools and not on the underlying conversations that, um, that need to be had and need to be had on an ongoing basis, um, it will just turn into a power struggle and it will become all about control and you guys won't be on the same team. And, um, and as we all know, they're way smarter and more techy than us and they'll just, it'll become a game. And then they'll just sneak around and get, find more ways to, to sneak these things behind your back. Um, so I, 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 do, I don't want us to miss that piece of the puzzle here. Okay, I don't want us to miss these. The goal is is the conversations, because because ultimately, if you're having lots of these conversations, um, the kids eventually, what we want them to do is we want them to manage themselves, you know, and they may not manage themselves in exactly the same way that we would hope that they would. I know my kids don't, you know, they all they succumb to more screen time than I would like. Um, and, you know, it's an ongoing conversation. The other thing I wanted to say is, is when I was having that conversation about the porn and all that with Corey, and it was uncomfortable, he was like, how much longer till this conversation is over? Um, and I was like, just a few more minutes, but you just have to hear this stuff so that, so that your brain has heard it. And the first time you hear about this stuff is not from another 11 or 12 year old. Um, that's just, you're not going to get accurate information from an 11 or 12 year old. And, and so what, the way I really explained and described porn, and I go into depth on, on the podcast episode about this, um, and don't ask me what number it is, cause I have no idea. Um, is I said, you know, I've worked really hard all these years to protect your brain. Um, because when you're a little kid and you get to imagine and play and do all these things like that's how you learn and that's how your brain grows and I've known that and it's such a magical time to be a little kid it goes way too fast and so I've been super protective over that because I just wanted it to last as long as possible for you and so I've done all this work to to protect your brain and protect this beautiful time and um and now you're growing up and I can't be with you every second protecting your brain or know what you're doing every second protecting your brain. And, um, 
and there, and so now I need to pass the baton to you for you to protect your own brain. And, 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 and this is what it's going to look like. You know, you're going to be getting social media before you know it. And, um, you know, yeah, I like held back on all that stuff and you're going to get, all of a sudden there's going to be this image and it's going to pop up and it's going to look really interesting and you're going to click on it and you're going to see something that's going to seem a bit scary, but also something about it's going to be sort of intriguing. And then there might be a message message that says something like, are you man enough to, you know, to click here or to do this? And he's like, wait, so what? And I was like, yeah. I was like, because these images, once you see them, you can't unsee them. And so now that brain that I've worked so hard to protect is being exposed to these images and these messages that are confusing to the brain and will be super interesting. And like, you'll be torn and it'll be like, I shouldn't click, but I know I'm not supposed to click, but I can't help myself because something about it seems exciting. And then before you know it, you click and then you can't stop looking and you see like a lot of sexual images, a lot of things that you know you shouldn't be seeing, but it's things you've never seen before and your body starts feeling sensations and you can't stop seeing it. But because we, you know that this is not something that dad or I would approve of, you feel bad and you feel ashamed about it, but then you can't stop. And he goes, wait, so if you're man enough, so they use peer pressure? I was like, yeah, they use whatever they can because they know if they can get you to keep clicking before you know it, you can't stop clicking. And then you've got shame and excitement all wrapped up in one. And now they started to get you addicted to this porn. And once they get you addicted, if you get addicted as a teenager, sort of like starting to smoke as a teenager, it can be really hard to get unaddicted to things when you start doing them as a teenager. If they can get you addicted to the porn as a 11, 12, 13, 14 year old, man, they got a, they got a porn addict for life. And these are bad guys. These are bad guys. Um, and it won't start off that way. And so, you know, this is serious stuff and this is scary stuff. And this is your brain, which, you know, is such this, this, this beautiful, this beautiful part of you that is so worth protecting. And I've worked so hard to protect. And now I need you to take over that job. And that's why we have to talk about all this stuff. Are you ready to start having productive conversations? Have you been listening to the podcast for a while and you hear me go through my three-step productive conversation process to solve any problem? And you're thinking, how does she do that? Guess what? I made a really cool resource for you guys. I call it the problem solving one sheet. Okay. It's one sheet front and back. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but it will walk you through how to have productive conversations and you'll practice. And before you know it, you'll be having productive conversations all day, every day. It really is the solution to solve any problem. So you can download it at mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving all one word. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash problem solving. All one word.